Welcome to the Social Impact Journal, the podcast where we talk to change makers driving social impact around the world. I'm your host, Jack Farron, and this podcast is produced in collaboration with Rural Inclusion. In our first episode, we talked to Dr. Paroma Bhattacharya, who is a teaching faculty member for the Masters in Social Innovation and Entrepreneurship at the London School of Economics and Political Science. We talk about what makes a good social entrepreneur and advice for those starting out on their social entrepreneurship journey. Welcome everybody to the first ever episode of the Social Impact Journal. And I'm really excited to, to be with Dr. Paroma Bhattacharya today. I actually met with Dr. Paroma in Ethiopia at a conference on engineering inclusive economies in October 2022. And I'm very excited to have her as the very first guest of the Social Impact Journal. Dr. Paroma, how are you? I'm good, Jack. Nice to speak with you today. Thank you for having me here. No, thank you for joining. Thank you for joining. Maybe you can give a brief introduction of yourself and your work to to the audience. Sure. So I'm Paroma Bhattacharya. I'm originally from India, uh, grew up there, worked there initially before moving to the UK. Um, so I'm based in the UK now in London. I have a PhD in management focusing on social innovation and entrepreneurship. And currently, I'm researching and teaching social innovation at the London School of Economics. Um, as part of my role, I do research, teaching, and startup advisory and incubation. Um, I'm based in the Department of Management, and I also need the knowledge and ecosystem piece at the LSE Social Innovation Lab. That's amazing. Thank you. I'd love to, to know where, where your career got started uh, before you got into teaching. What was your, what was your first job? And what did you learn from that? Sure. So, I mean, I had a I had a job that started during my uh, undergrad days and extended beyond that. And then I had my first main job after I did my master's. So the first job in my younger days was with an international NGO called ISEC. It's, I think, in about more than 110 countries across the world. And my role was designing leadership development programs for youth uh, who wanted to join the social impact sector. Um, and this was a very enriching experience. I got to travel to a lot of places. I had got a lot of global work experience. It really built my cross-cultural awareness, um, public speaking, communication skills. Um, so I really valued that. Uh, and that's what pushed me to then do a master's in development management uh, to then take this on professionally. And then right after I did that, my first real job was um, as a startup coach at Unlimited India, which is an incubator for early stage social entrepreneurs in India. Um, and here my role involved uh, coaching first time social entrepreneurs on organizational development and leadership development. Um, and this really deepened my knowledge of the space and honed my coaching and training skills and set me up for the future, I think. That's that's really interesting. and. Maybe a question on on that work with working with first time social entrepreneurs in India. What mm. was the the one biggest challenge uh, that you feel that social entrepreneurs had of uh, those that you were working with? Um, I think uh, 
And in the early stages, uh, it's really about um, attracting and mobilizing different types of resources and capital. So a lot of the focus and attention, of course, goes into attracting that early stage financial capital, which, of course, is very important. But some of the the two of the other ones that are equally important that sometimes gets left behind in the conversation is attracting and retaining good human capital. Uh, so your first founding teams that's going to carry you forward. And then really capitalizing on social capital. So building your networks and connections that can open various opportunities for you. So balancing this financial capital, human capital, social capital triangle, I think um, that's where the challenge, but also the opportunity is for first time social entrepreneurs. Amazing. So you're working with with, with different startups and also in the international NGO space. Mm -hmm. What motivated you to go into teaching after your master's? I think through my uh, first few jobs and my time in the youth NGO ISEC, I, I really enjoy working with young people. Uh, I gain a lot of energy uh, from their passion, um, their their vision for the future and making a difference in the world. So I really wanted to have a role that allowed me to you know, engage with uh, passionate, young, talented individuals on a daily basis. Um, and I also I, I had learned a lot uh, in the domain of social innovation and social impact. Um, and I had a you know quest for lifelong learning, but I also wanted to create and disseminate this knowledge in a practical um, way and make it more accessible for people uh, and to empower future generations to make a change if they want to. So I think that was what pushed me and inspired me to go into teaching. Okay, and and looking at your your, your role in LSC, you mentioned yeah. that you're involved in a number of areas, both teaching around social innovation and entrepreneurship, also yeah. in an incubate in in an incubator program. It'll be great to hear a bit more about about what exactly you're up to at LSC. Sure. So, I mean, my my role at LSE has evolved over the past six years. So I actually started off as a teaching assistant when I was a PhD student. Then I used to teach the summer school. And then now I'm a full-time faculty member. Um, and my role right now, uh, so I teach on the Master's in Social Innovation Entrepreneurship Program, which is a part of the Department of Management. Every year we have about 45 to 50 students uh, from across the world coming from a mix of backgrounds um, and, you know, really quite experienced as well. Um, and the course has two main uh, modules. So the first part is understanding social problems. So in this semester, students really spend a lot of time on doing a research and deep dive into the social problem that they want to address um, and you know build a theory of change. Um, and in the second semester, the, the module is called social business model design. So once they've done the research and understood the problem in depth, then designing an appropriate uh, solution for that. Um, and all of this is done either through their individual projects that they do for their own ventures um, or uh, through and or both together uh, through a consulting project that they have uh, that they're paired with a live organization in either Nairobi or Cape Town. So involved with all of that uh, teaching and organizing all of this um, and then I also organized the social innovation events program um, as part of my role in the LSE social innovation lab so this is a year-long program um, you know involving bringing in speakers uh, who are social entrepreneurs or who are working as social entrepreneurs within larger organizations be it corporate non-profit government uh, to really bring in that practical industry knowledge to complement the act 
um, academic learning. Um, and then the third piece is um, academic mentoring and incubation of uh, student ideas. So students either want to be social entrepreneurs after they uh, graduate or they want to be social entrepreneurs, catalyzing new ideas within existing organizations. So really being there to understand the social student ideas and giving them the space and guidance to build this out through, during the academic year. So these would be the main components of my, my role. Okay, amazing. And the, the goal of the, the Social Impact Journal, and as we go through this, this series, is to share the key ingredients of successful social impact from sharing stories, founders, and that are in the field. But before we get started with that, I really wanted to have this conversation today to talk with yourself who are teaching the next generation of social entrepreneurs and really understand what are the key principles that makes a good social entrepreneur or innovator? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I can answer this based on uh, what I've seen through my research during my PhD and after, and also what I've seen through my work and my teaching. Uh, so the first thing I'd say that has come out very strongly through my research is um, a so good social entrepreneur needs to have a really um, high level of passion for the specific social cause that they want to address. And this passion comes from a personal connection. It could be a significant life experience, um, an academic or professional background on that domain, or simply a very compelling uh, interest and attraction towards that cause. Uh, but this, this passion is what creates social entrepreneurs to be resilient in the face of adversity or challenges, because there will be many challenges in the entrepreneurial journey. But this really carries the entrepreneur through. Um, and also, uh, this is very key as well when when uh, hiring your first team members to look for that congruence and social cause passion to make sure that the whole team as well is bound together by that common passion. So my PhD was on this topic, uh, researching passion, purpose, performance in startup social venture teams in India. So this need for a strong uh, level of passion, I'd say, would be the first uh, key thing um, and then the second thing is this is something my my former boss at Unlimited India had told me which really stuck is uh, as a social entrepreneur you need to be married to the problem not the solution so uh, related to the passion point you need to really be um, very focused on the social problem you want to address, really understand the needs of the target group that you want to work with. Um, and it should not be idea first. I see a lot of times in this domain, people, you know, are very excited about an idea and it, they're motivated more by the idea than the social problem that they want to address. Uh, but I, I believe that to succeed uh, and create impact in this domain, um, you need to be married to the problem and be in love with the problem and be willing to adapt uh, and pivot your solution in order to make sure that it's the best way to address that problem. So essentially have a strong theory of change. That's very interesting to be married to the problem, not be married to the solution. Yeah. Um, from, from, from listening to, to your work, it's clear that you've had the opportunity to travel to lots of places and with LSE, the program you have in Nairobi, Cape Town, also um with your work working with startups in India, what is the favorite place you've had the opportunity to, to travel to around the world in your career? 
I'd have to say Kenya um, and specifically Nairobi. So I had a chance to go there as a student when I was working with ISEC. So I went there for a youth conference, met a lot of young, passionate people there working towards social change. But then as part of my work at LSE now, we have uh, field projects based in Nairobi. Um, so I had a chance to go, of course, before the pandemic hit. And then I will be going over shortly again. Um, and the reason I really love Nairobi and Kenya is... Um, uh, from the social innovation perspective, it has a very vibrant startup ecosystem. Uh, it reminds me a lot of Mumbai uh, back in India, where I'm from, which also has a very thriving startup ecosystem. So uh, whether, you know, you sp- go to universities, speak to young people, um, or uh, we're usually based in a community-based organization uh, in a slum community called Mukuru. And even just walking around, just seeing the entrepreneurial spirit among everyone, uh, local entrepreneurs, micro entrepreneurs, it's really very energizing. There's so much creativity and innovation making use of resources around them. Um, so that's why I really love going to Kenya. Um, but the food, people and wildlife are additional attractions as well, of course. For sure, for sure. I've been to Kenya quite a few times with my work with rural inclusion. So um, yeah, I can I can understand what you mean. Yep. Do you have any interesting or unique stories that you've uh, experienced maybe in your work or a specific case study of working with a social entrepreneur? Sure. Um, I can think of two at the top of my head. So one is from my time when I used to work as a startup business coach uh, at Unlimited India. Uh, there There is this organization called Oscar run by this amazing social entrepreneur called Ashok Rathod. Um, and essentially, he's a community-based entrepreneur coming from a local slum community in Mumbai. And he was really young um, and he he saw a lot of his peers uh, falling into a vicious cycle, uh, you know, with drugs or crime. And he really wanted to break that. Um, and in, in the social innovation domain, we have this theory uh, called uh, scaffolding, which is essentially you have a, a covert goal, but you don't want to reveal that first because um, it's a it's a tricky, tricky topic and uh, revealing that first will not have the intended impact uh, and uh, people will not come to your solution. So you start with something else, which is your overt goal. So in order to engage his peers meaningfully um, and take them away from crime and drugs, he started this local uh, football uh, sort of classes and program in the local ground um, and it built with that. But then slowly he built it out into a whole training program, which covered aspects of team building, social and emotional learning gender equality um, and it really grew from there to the point that now it, it has scaled a lot has a lot of students uh, in various locations um, and uh, the students now actually travel to the UK a lot to play with some junior clubs like Manchester United um, so it started as a small project that he saw uh, to help his peers live more meaningful lives and now it's become a very successful scaled organization and he's a very inspiring person to speak to so I always love that example. Um, and then the second one would be one of my students last year, Shamel Abdallah. She uh, had a visual disability um, and she came to class and noticed various things in uh, the educational ecosystem in the UK that could be done, be better geared to be more inclusive with students with disabilities. So through the year, we helped her build an idea, uh, a social business idea, uh, which can help universities become more inclusive. Um, and towards the end of the year, it's become more concrete. She has pitched it as part of some funding competitions um, and has won and received some early stage funding as well. So we're really at that stage where we're hoping to help her build this out and grow because she's such an uh, 
in inspiring person as well with a great personal connection to the story thank you dr promo they're very two really interesting case studies and uh if that's okay with you we we can share some links to uh to their projects in in, in the show notes sounds good yeah brilliant um so so looking ahead to to the coming year what what are your key goals for for 2023 the coming year um i want to focus first personally on uh, getting some uh, publications out so all the research that i've been doing so far on passion and purpose performance or startup social ventures uh, really creating some academic but, and also practical oriented publications and white papers to disseminate that knowledge um i had uh, you know a good time teaching last year uh with you know development teaching practice quite a bit um but it was definitely hybrid learning so i want to iterate and build on that to build on my teaching practice further this year um and then actually as part of the uh, frontier symposium where we both met um uh, i also got funded on a new project working with uh, a social enterprise in the menstrual hygiene space in kenya so i also want to focus on that in the coming year uh, on that project uh, to you know create uh, sustainable uh, sanitary products for young women in kenya that's great maybe you could tell me a bit more about that project that seems that seems really interesting Sure. So um, I actually met Catherine, uh, who is the social entrepreneur behind Silmac Genesis Care um, at uh, Frontier Symposium. So she's from Kenya. Uh, she's an inspiring social entrepreneur and she has an existing enterprise that creates end-to-end menstrual hygiene solutions uh, for young girls and women um, in Nairobi and surrounding areas. Um, and then I met her and two other collaborators, Amos from Kenya and Rima from India. Um, and we were chatting on how to uh, increase the impact of this project even further. So the project is around pivoting from being uh, the current model, which is uh, it dis- the machines that she creates, dispenses pads, but to make them more environmentally sustainable using locally available agricultural raw material. So pivoting the enterprise's offering to from being uh, uh, social impact driven to also being social and environmental impact driven. Um, and my role in this project is, uh, you know, looking at the social innovation side, business modeling, and my other collaborators bring uh, technical expertise in the domain of engineering, manufacturing, circular economy. Uh, so it's a very exciting project. We're still in the early stages, but uh, definitely my, the coming year will be a lot about this program. Excellent. Excellent. And best, best of luck with that. Um, so, so on on this podcast, as we as we grow the social impact journal, I want to ask a question to to all of our guests, and that is, if you could write one thing in the social impact journal that can inspire or give advice to a young change maker or a, a budding social entrepreneur, what one piece of advice would you give? I think you've already shared a really key piece of advice in marrying the problem, not the idea or solution. But is there anything else that you are able to give? Yes. In addition to being married to the problem, not the solution, um, another key piece, I'd say, uh, this came a lot into play when I was a startup coach at Unlimited India. We would talk about uh, thinking about four I's. So idea, impact, individual, and incubation. So this this is related directly to Unlimited India's methodology. Um, so, you know, you can refer to that as well in your, in your notes. But essentially, as a person uh, looking to start out, uh, they should have uh, a clear um, idea 
in terms of uh, you know the path that they want to take uh, the problem that they want to address and the solution to that so what is their idea uh, the second i is impact so being very clear on the social impact they want to achieve and being very long term about it so not being short term uh, one time interactions with the target group but, but what is the long term sustainable impact that uh, this individual wants to create through their enterprise uh the third i is individual so uh, this comes back to the passion piece uh being very clear on what their story is why are they the the people who uh, are the right people to be leading this social enterprise what is their personal connection to the cause because at the early stage people there's a lot of risk and uncertainty with the idea and the venture but what people are placing their uh, bet on what people are willing to back is the individual and if the individual comes across as passionate and resilient in the face of adversity then uh, people will support them um and the final i would be incubation so being very clear at the early stage what kind of help do you need so you'll already have some strengths but you know what are your gaps in your knowledge and your skill set and what kind of help do you need from the ecosystem around you from incubators accelerators partners potential advisors so the four eyes of unlimited india i think apply to any uh, aspiring social entrepreneur as well Absolutely, and I think that brings us to 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 a natural end of chapter one, episode one of the Social Impact Journal. Dr. Paroma, thank you so much for for joining me and sharing your your wisdom and advice around social entrepreneurship and innovation. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jack. This is an amazing project that you've started, and I wish you all the best uh, for the podcast. And I look forward to hearing many inspiring stories through the podcast as well. Thank you. See you soon.